Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. With the increasing instability, polarity, and extremity in everything from our political and financial systems to the weather, it can feel like we're sinking into chaos. But did you know that you can actually transmute chaos into alignment and harmony? And do it in a way that gives you tremendous spiritual acceleration, not to mention a way better experience of life? Today we're talking about how to do this. How to not just cope with what's going on around us and hold all the chaos at bay, but to actually have the ability to shift that chaos into harmony, spiritual momentum, and a massive rise in resonance or vibrational level. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please help us by hitting the like button. And if you want to make sure you don't miss our regular new content, click the subscribe button too. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing transmuting chaos into alignment, the power of spiritual alchemy. So spiritual alchemy, like that's probably one of my favorite topics. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading the book from Paulo Coelho, yeah. The Alchemist. Oh, such a good book. I think I read it three times. Oh, at least. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I want to awesome. do that. Yeah. And obviously there were different levels of what alchemy is. You know, yeah. you've got the very literal, lead to gold, you've yeah. got the emotional. Now you're talking about spiritual alchemy? Yeah. Okay, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> cool. So I am not an alchemist in the traditional sense, but from what I know about alchemy, it's a purification process mm -hmm. where you change one substance into another by releasing the or removing the impurities, and then you get to something clear like gold. Okay, right. So that I believe is what alchemy is, and they do it through burning, the process of burning off things. Okay? Right. So spiritual alchemy is the process of transmuting chaos which is all around us all the time and can be really overwhelming, into a flow that is in alignment and harmony with yourself. Okay, just stop there. Okay. All right, let's <laughs> just keep this broken down. Okay. Chaos is always there. Yes. And you're saying spiritual alchemy is that we move into harmony with that? Yes, it's the process of you being able to transmute chaos into a flow that is harmonious with you. So that that's really why we want to focus in on this. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because, I mean, otherwise we're just going to keep battling chaos. Yes, that's right. And so what happens is, to your point, humans hate chaos, mm -hmm. right? Like, we like order. We like structure. We like to feel that we have control over things, that we have certainty, that we can foresee certain things. Like, everything in our bodies... For the great, like we don't like chaos. It's, it can be very overwhelming because if you start to feel chaos, you start to feel how much of it, it there is and how out of, out of control you are and that you can be easily overwhelmed by it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying with the spiritual alchemy that you're talking about, mm -hmm. you now know how to teach us how to move into flow with that chaos? Yes. Huh. And so there's actually three stages. Okay. okay. So before people was like, well, how are you going to do that? It's not, it's not, it's actually a huge leap. Okay. So I, I mean, what you're, what I just said was like, sounds like, oh, you just moved from chaos to flow with harmony. You know, <laughs> like it's pretty much like exactly the opposite. For a lot of people, they spend a lot of their time in resistance to the chaos. They're like, Hoo! they like hold it at bay because they're like, it's too much, too much, overwhelming, can't deal. So you're in a state of like, whoa, I can't deal with that chaos. Mm -hmm. So, and everything in your body for most people, is in resistance to that chaos because it's overwhelming. Yes. What your lineages have experienced is in resistance to the chaos because the chaos is scary. It can mean hunger. It can mean disease. It can mean war. It can mean all kinds of yeah, things. It can mean death. It can mean death, mm -hmm. all those things. And like that's not a really fun experience. Mm -hmm. So, of course, running through you are all of these patterns 
not only in yourself, but through your lineage where we're in resistance to the chaos. Okay. Yeah. We're in resistance to the chaos. Yes. Okay, so how do you teach mm -hmm. us to shift from that? Because I'd, I'm not even sure a lot of us understand that that's what we are yes. in as well. We're yes. in resistance to this chaos. Yes. I mean, do we even recognize the chaos? A lot of people don't. And that's why a lot of people have fear that they can't even articulate, uh -huh. right? So they're freaked out about what might happen, you know? And it's not just for themselves. They can be freaked out about like, what happens to my sister, my mother, my dog, my kids, my husband, my parents, my whatever, right? And they're like, oh my God, we ought to make sure everything is okay. Everything's gotta be okay, okay. right? And so that's a tell that you're in resistance to the chaos. Because a lot of people are like, I don't even know what that means to be in resistance to the chaos. Mm -hmm. But if you have that kind of fear where you're afraid of things not being okay and that you have to try and control things to make sure that everything's going to work out somehow or people will be happy, that's an indication that you're in resistance to chaos. Yeah. So needing to know the answers to everything? Yes. Is that part of it as well? Yes, exactly. Because a lot of people have trouble with surrender. Mm -hmm. And you and I have talked about this before where, you know, it's funny in our culture, surrender is often associated with victimhood mm. or being like defenseless, mm -hmm. right? Or in a state of weakness. But when we talk about surrender, you and I, or at least it's your luminosity, we talk about surrender from strength where you know your own strength enough or that you can surrender. Mm. to pure source alone because you're like i am strong enough to transcend whatever comes my way yes and that is surrender from strength mm -hmm. but for a lot of people they can't go into surrender from strength because they are so freaked out like we just talked about right they are so in like oh my god i need to know all the answers before i move forward because it's like if you can't have thought of every single variable before you move forward then some disastrous thing might happen my dad was a lot like that he used to be like, be like, I'm always thinking about the worst case scenario. Like he would always think about the worst case scenario and what would happen. And wonder why it happens. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he was focused on it. Yes, he would either create the worst case scenario or he would sometimes go into paralysis where he just would not do anything because he'd be like so freaked out by like the number, the incredibly huge number of crap, like possibilities that could go wrong, of which there are always a lot. He would just not be able to move forward. Easy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, right. Okay. So coming back to what you're talking about with spiritual alchemy, yeah. your focus when you're working mm -hmm. in, with this topic, yeah. I guess we'll call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds more like it's a topic, not, it sounds more than just a topic. Yeah. All right. But your focus is first stage is to maybe make people aware yes. of the chaos. Is that yes. right? Yeah. So it's to understand that you even are in resistance to chaos because mm -hmm. most people, like I said, like we've talked about, you know, we think of it just as fear or worry or stress or anxiousness. And everybody's doing it. So yeah. you think it's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, we have systems set up for it. Your retirement, uh, yeah. you know, your retirement money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole process is yes. set up for us to be constantly thinking about the future, yes. worrying about it, how we prepare for it. Yeah, and, and have certainty. This. Yeah. You know, it's like we got to have all of our ducks in a row. Even that expression, have your ducks in a row, uh -huh. right? So it's like you're managing everything so that everything is okay. And you're saying that mm -hmm. part of this whole work is to, what I heard was, trust yourself that you're strong enough, you have the answers enough, and you're connected enough to pure source and flow that yep. if you don't have the answer now, you'll have it when you need it? Exactly. So that's okay. part of it. Okay. So you move from this woe. So there's three stages to mm -hmm. getting into spiritual alchemy. So first of all, in order to be able to, quote unquote, do spiritual alchemy, it requires that your vibration is high enough. Right. Okay? Frequency resonance is high enough because it's a very, it's a higher level skill set. And why do I, I say that? Because like for most of us, we've learned to hold our space. You know, we've learned to like keep the space within our spirit body clear so that it's our resonance that's running within it. And we're not being bombarded by other people's negativities or stresses or emotions. Mm -hmm. But chaos is infinite. It's so huge. Yeah. You know, it can be exhausting to hold that chaos at bay. Mm -hmm. So we have finally gotten to the point in our frequency resonance where we can teach and we can I can help you get to the level where that chaos, not only do you release and recognize your resistance to it, which is like a huge deal, then you move into the space where you can release enough of your distortion and you can also amplify things so that you recognize that you are strong enough yeah. to be able to be in the center of the storm, so to speak, and that actually you create chaos all the time. Yeah. Because of in our minds, we create all kinds of chaos. Just think about this, right? So you're having this really wonderful day. You know, you've, 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 you know, 
worked out, you've meditated, you're having a lovely day, and all of a sudden your friend says something to you, and you're like, and then you just start to spiral because you think you've been attacked, or maybe your low self worth is agitated, and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, she said this thing. I can't believe she said that. Like, what does she mean by that? Right? And then it could be that like three hours later, you see that friend again, you're like, hey, like, I'm, I've kind of been bothering me what you said. And the friend says, oh, I didn't mean it that way at all. <laughs> and you're like, oh. <laughs> I so just you, spent half, half the day, day yeah, yeah, creating all this chaos internally, emotionally, yeah, because of my perception, yeah, right. So we create a ton of chaos around us all the time, and you know, it's funny if you didn't have all these thoughts, emotions, and stuff from your mind, you wouldn't have chaos. Like you mean, like your mind creates a lot of chaos. Is my point? Drama, that type of thing. Yeah, we would just be like floating along in this like serene bliss of neutrality, <laughs> which is not the human experience at all. You know, it's so, funny as you're talking. Like I can hear how uh, creative the tool is, the mind is. But yes, if left unattended, it become can become a monster. Yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> and we really believe it too. Yeah. It's a really terrible thing. So anyway, we get to the point where we can recognize those patterns that we create of our own dramas, mm. of the insecurities that our mind, which are really distortion patterns that our mind amplifies, you okay, know, so focuses on. You're talking about people that have been doing the work. That, yes. That's when you say we can start to... Yes, exactly. Uh, right. Yes. So people who have been doing enough frequency work and or have a, a vibrational level that you get to the point when... We gave a whole course on spiritual alchemy, actually, transmuting mm. chaos into power. So if you uh, are curious about how to do this then you can learn, because I teach it, yeah. actually, how to go from that woe state of like overwhelm into this state of like, oh, I'm strong enough to do this. I recognize how I create more chaos, how, you know, all that sort of friction that I can generate. And then we actually move from um, that, which is um, knowing your own strength, which is the wow, mm -hmm. into the third stage that we call the wee, you know, uh -huh. where you actually can then activate what we call the quantum lens of the heart. Well, okay, you you can't keep talking after that. Right? <laughs> okay, the quantum lens of the heart. So, yeah. like, I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but are you saying we have a lens in the heart? You know, yeah. or is this just? Yeah, it's also like an activation that happens in the heart space, which allows you to enter the quantum field. Okay, need a breath after that yes, as well. Yes, for sure. First question: How do you know? How do, do you, know? you know that this is a place in the heart that you can activate? Yeah. How did you, I mean, did it happen to it you? It can happen to me first. Oh. Yeah. So generally how things happen is that things happen for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, that was super cool. And then I share it. So what happened for me yeah. is that I was, um, before we gave the um, spiritual alchemy, transmuting chaos into power retreat, um, probably about three or four weeks prior, I was in meditation in bed in Hawaii because we were visiting my mom and Chris was asleep next to me and I was meditating and I'd asked the question, so what's this spiritual alchemy thing that we're doing? <laughs> because I'm going to be teaching it and I would love to know <laughs> what that looks like exactly. And, and just to give context, the day that I had had prior to being in bed and meditating had been chaotic. Meaning I had a lot of things to do that day, things that I've been trying to do were interrupted or they were hard, or I was just like, it was one of those days, I don't know if you've ever had one of these days where you're like, I have all these plans, none of them have gotten done, oh, like yeah. none. <laughs> Talk about having to let go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, no, I have more on my plate, mm -hmm. you know, like, so it's chaotic, right? I mean, literally it's crunchy. It doesn't feel very good. Yeah. So that was my day prior to this meditation. And I'm in this meditation in the space of, you know, surrender and moving through my own stuff. Okay. And then without asking for it, I felt my frequency resonance jump like really a lot, like a huge amount. And I was like a little surprised, honestly, in it because I was like, because I'd been in a space before. I was like, and then I was in this meditation. I was in the process of surrender. Then I go of my distortion. Then I all of a sudden have this huge bump in my okay. resonance. All right. Mm -hmm. Bump. When you say bump, when that, when you feel that bump, mm -hmm. do you literally like ping or do you feel like an expansion? Yeah. Describe the bump. Yeah. So I think people feel it in different ways. Right. Okay. So everyone has a different experience of what that means. Mm -hmm. For me, it feels like a huge expansion. And also I can, 
I don't know why I know this, but I can discern the level that I was at before in terms of my vibration uh-huh. and the one that I'm in now. And they're very clearly different. Uh-huh. Okay. So you're in that meditation, you've yeah. released, you've confirmed the removals. Removal. Yeah. And then you felt the bump. Yeah. And then you could feel where you were and where you're at yes. now. Okay. And that, how did you know that was different? Because something happened very quickly after that. Uh-huh. So what happened was I felt the back of my heart space activate, meaning it got like, it just got active. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden I could feel like an openings happen through the heart. Okay. Uh-huh. It literally felt like a, like a, like this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And for, and I could feel like in this sort of opening that happens, you know, if you can imagine like windows being flung open or doors being flung open, yeah, kind of like this. And if you do that in a room, it creates a vacuum of air. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of, what, that's what happened. That's what it felt like happened. Mm-hmm. And then I could feel that the chaos was going to start to move through it. And for a moment I resisted it because uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, yeah, who wants that? Like that seems like a lot, like, cause I could feel the enormity mm-hmm. of that chaos cause it's, it's infinite really. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my God. And then I surrendered and allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I could feel it start to move through those doors or that windows that had flung open, let's just say, yeah, through the heart space. And right in the very center of myself, something changed. So it went from chaos, because I could perceive it as like chaotic or like, to me, it would be described as like staticky or like, um, you know, like yeah. not um, coherent, yeah. you know? And then it went through a very, came through the back of my heart space, right the center. And at a very specific point, right in the center of the heart, it changed. Mm. It changed from that crunchy, chaotic thing into this expansive, massive flow in which it felt like, wow. And I could feel the alignment and the harmony. So I could feel at the one hand, Uh the crunchy. And I could feel at the same time, this like shift that happened right in the center of the heart. And I was like, so well so as that was happening it kept i realized this is not me thinking by the way yeah yeah i had the realization that it was a massive toroidal field uh, so it was cycling yeah like through the toroidal field and if you don't know what a, a toroidal field looks like you can look it up um the stanford heart math institute has a toroidal field of the heart so you can take a look at that picture if you'd like but i realized it was circulating in this toroidal field and it continued to refine so the chaos that started as very crunchy very disharmonious became more and more refined the more it passed through the heart that space in the heart space that's without you doing anything mm-hmm. you just activate yes or you moved your frequency up yes. enough yes that it could activate yes okay and because i th- i believe for me because i'd asked the question what am i giving in spiritual alchemy and i yeah. didn't have an answer for it i just had to ask the question mm-hmm. and was being quiet in response and this is what happened. And I wasn't in the experience of it initially. I wasn't thinking, oh, gee, here's my answer. I was just like, wow, this is, so I don't think it was more than like, wow. Because yeah. <laughs> it was so tremendous. We, Yeah, we, you know, it's like, this is amazing. And at the end, when it all sort of, the experience completed, yeah. became less visceral, let's call it that. Yeah. I, I was like, this is spiritual alchemy. Uh-huh. This is what it is. Okay, so when you teach it mm-hmm. in your program or when you, you taught it in Austin, mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't even imagine how you teach that. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> maybe you don't even know we teach it. Maybe it's just something you have to be in. Yes, you have to be in it. And you have to move through the different levels of frequency resonance. Uh, and that's the quantum lens of the heart. Uh, so to answer your initial question, like what, what the heck is the quantum lens of the heart? Yeah. It is a space that exists at the quantum level. So meaning not just in the physical embodiment, mm-hmm. but the level of the quantum. Mm-hmm. And when you start to move into the higher dimensional resonance of the quantum, that means that you can do a lot more things and your, your um, way of being with everything changes because you don't have just the perspective of you as the ego mind self, the little S self you really start to experience yourself more from the perspective of the big S self as you as infinite indestructible consciousness. Mm-hmm. And your resonance is high enough that you can experience that. So to answer your question, how do you teach it? Well, it's um, teaching in terms of what I say to people in terms of their minds so they mm-hmm. understand it. But really, it's more about taking people into 
higher and higher levels of resonance and activating the quantum lens of the heart. And then once that happens, spiritual alchemy just happens. It just is. Okay, so that would lead me to the next question. Mm -hmm. So the, I'm imagining this quantum field. Yes. Shall we call it? Yes, let's call it that. <laughs> it's always been there. Yeah, always. And so is this a collective thing now that enough people have the resonance ready mm -hmm. to be at that level of activation? Yeah. Is, is that part of the reason why it can be taught now? Yes, exactly. So we are at the level of consciousness that we can start to access it. And as you say, more and more people who are clearing their distortion in whatever modality they're doing it in mm -hmm. means that more and more of us are resonating or vibrating in a high enough level order that we can start to activate the quantum, like activate or exist at the, or access the level of consciousness that is vibrating at the quantum level. Mm -hmm. So because more and more people are doing this and we who are moving in frequency work are part of that cutting edge movement, mm -hmm. Once one does it, then others can as well. There's always this example that I've talked about before where it's like people didn't think that you could run a mile under four minutes. Mm -hmm. But then, lo and behold, Roger Bannister does. Mm -hmm. And then, all of a sudden, yeah. so many people were able to run a mile under four minutes and then it got faster and faster and faster and faster. And it just takes one person yeah. to break what people thought was impossible. And then, all of a sudden, other humans can do the same thing. So once it happened with me, I'm not saying I'm the only one who's done it. No. But once it happens with me or anyone else, it seeds that possibility in the field. And it means that others can do the same. Yeah. And likely rise even higher, you see. So it's this wonderful thing that can happen with humans where we believe that something's impossible and then something's shown as possible. And all of a sudden, then everything shifts. Yeah. 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 Because... I mean, I believe there was people at your Austin retreat mm -hmm. for the spiritual alchemy um, weekend, mm -hmm. that, and they hadn't been doing that much. They'd done almost no frequency work. No they were brought because their friend dragged them along. Wife, yeah. <laughs> but these people, I knew they were experiencing what you were talking about. They yeah. were blown away by what they had been experiencing. Yeah. So, I mean... In the beginning, we talked about you know people that have been doing the work and the frequency and the, uh, the frequency work and confirming the removals and mm -hmm. you know being aware, accountable, zero point, all them things that yeah. are required. Your six master core momentum, six core essentials, yeah. yeah. But yeah, at the same time, Mister So and So sitting next to his wife that's done all this work yeah. could be buoyed. Yes, is that what happened? Exactly. So the um, this is what happens when you join a mastermind. Uh. So there's when you join a mastermind, especially one that has that much momentum. Uh -huh. So a mastermind, just to back up for the for those who don't know, a mastermind, in the way that we're talking about it, is when um, two or more people uh, come together. For a specific purpose yeah and in this particular case because it's frequency work and people are coming together to um, become more aware of their connection to pure source to release their distortion of a particular thing to accelerate in whatever way it is that they're accelerating mm. it's your higher selves coming together to right. do this so there's an incredible amount of momentum and so what happened at, in austin which was amazing is that we had a lot of people who are in the limitless potential mastermind which uh. is our highest level mastermind that we mm -hmm. offer. And these are people who are very committed to um, their own momentum, their own acceleration, their own awakening, mm -hmm. their own ascension, whatever you want to call it, yeah. to being their best self. Yeah. And because they're doing it so intensively, they, as a group, have a tremendous amount of momentum, mm -hmm. which people who are new can entrain to, meaning they can feel it and are moving towards that. Yeah. And the wonderful thing is that the people in Limitless Potential Mastermind have all the people in the room yeah. who have the intention, the desire to also raise their vibration. And so this is something that we call synergetic ascension, where the first group buoys the collective. Mm -hmm. The collective then is like, we have this intention, we want to do this as well. And so they buoy the original people the, those in Limitless Potential Mastermind, and it's this beautiful spiral upwards that I call synergetic ascension, where everyone is important. Everyone is helping everyone else yeah. to move up in their frequency resonance. And that is why you can get a massive jump in consciousness level or vibration where you went from people who, who, 
who were like, who am I going to be seeing? And why are we here this weekend? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or nothing to like, whoom, all of a sudden at the level that they're vibrating at the quantum level. Mm -hmm. And it's remarkable and it's amazing. And it's a tremendous opportunity right now to experience synergetic ascension mm -hmm. because not only is it happening in these groups, but we're being as a collective, as humanity, buoyed by, you know, this time where consciousness is rising and we're being helped by these very, very high waves of frequencies that are washing through the all that is. Mm -hmm. That is helping all beings who choose to move up in consciousness to do that right now. Right. So that I was going that was gonna be my kind of last question. Mm -hmm. The whole point of this spiritual alchemy, why would I do it? Yeah. Know, is because yeah. that we have a lot of chaos happening. Yes. I mean, we have our own chaos that we generate. Yep. And then we have this collective chaos. Yes. And then we have this other level of chaos. Yes. That is true or not true, you know, yeah. <laughs> that we still have to deal with. Yes. So spiritual alchemy is this offering to be able to take that chaos and transmute it. Transmute it. Into flow and clarity and alignment with you. And the wonderful thing is that you can do it and you don't have to, it, it breaks that idea that you have to be in resistance to chaos, that you have to be worthy of the flow, that you have to seek something outside of you. You actually start to experience yourself at a higher order where you're like, this is happening for me. I'm actually starting to live an experience that is clearer and clearer. And people are noticing that. They're like, wow, my life. I mean, I'm not saying that people don't have bumps, okay? Like, oh, yeah. People have bumps. I mean, you're a human having mm -hmm. a physical life. So, of course, you can have bumps. But your experience of your life, what you feel in it, what it looks like is really different from a lot of people who are experiencing only fear and scarcity and um, worry about the future. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like, am I going to be okay? It's like very different experience. Mm -hmm. So spiritual alchemy right now is a critical skill set mm -hmm. that has never been available to us before because we haven't been at the vibrational level before to be able to access it. So now all of a sudden we can, and we can really um, use it to accelerate not only our own spiritual momentum, but our experience of our lives. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> That's a big one. Um, so just one last question. Sure. I'm watching this video. You're mm -hmm. going to do the GFC on what I'm not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I just want to go straight to get the product, you know, yeah. the, the Austin Spiritual Alchemy. Um, Transmuting chaos. Transmuting chaos. Into power. Into power. Yeah. Um, am I going to get the same benefits? In the GFC following this? In that if I buy, if I want to go onto your website and get buy. that. Yeah. 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 Am I going to get the same? Yes, exactly. Because the replays are are there to help pull you into the mastermind. So it's like you were experiencing it live. The thing you have to remember about replays and the thing that you have to remember about frequency work is that the work that we're doing together yeah. happens at the level of the eternal now, mm -hmm. which is the level that is everything on spirit level works at this level, meaning everything that it's not this consciousness level that we inhabit right now, where mm -hmm. we have this illusion of linear time, everything happens all at once. Okay, yeah. in the eternal now, the ever-present unfolding eternal now. And so frequency work happens at that level. So when you listen to the replays, it's not like the frequencies are in the replays. It's just like it brings you into that moment in the eternal now when it was happening. That specific moment. moment yeah, exactly. Yeah. That specific point, let's call it. I'm not sure how to explain it, but that's what it is. And so mm -hmm. you're experiencing it as if you were experiencing it live with the mastermind. Okay, cool. Thank you. Well, thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. 
please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the Group Frequency Calibration for the Power of Spiritual Alchemy. So as I mentioned in the discussion, I will be helping you to come more into the present moment of linear time, which is critical if you want to be of the resonance where you can be able to do spiritual alchemy. If you're curious about spiritual alchemy and learning how to do it, then I do recommend the Spiritual Alchemy, Transmuting Chaos into Power, which is available on the website. For now, becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your back body, all the way from your crown all the way down over your back, back to the legs, all the way down to the backs of your heels, becoming aware of your back body. Good. Noticing the heat of your back body if you're lying or sitting against something. Noticing if it's bearing weight, just noticing the back body. And now please become aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath at first without changing it. Notice if you have a desire to change it or if you can just notice it, allowing it to be as it is. And then after a few seconds of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to become more full, to become more at ease and take up more time. to drop further into the body. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you like a balloon. Cultivating spherical awareness. Which is important if you want to be open to increased intuition, synchronicities, non-linear opportunity. Excellent. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And if you're the type of person who can soften your focus so much that you can be aware of all the layers of sensory information around you, then please go ahead and do that. If, however, you need a little bit of focus, then I would be focusing or suggest focusing on the feeling of the air against your skin. Noticing its coolness or its warmth, whether it feels sticky and heavy, or you can't even detect humidity at all. So just noticing 
the texture of the air, the movement of the air against your skin. Excellent. And then, blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. Mm -hmm. Yep. And after a few seconds of noticing the quality of the light, keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. For those of you who are new, triangulating means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. What you're doing is becoming more spatially aware. So what you will notice is the distance between each object and you and then feel that distance. So let's imagine that object A is the bed. You would notice that the bed is about eight feet to you. And then you would feel the distance between the bed and you. And as you do this with each object, you'll start to become more aware of your own position or location in space with more precision, with more focus, and more clarity. And whenever you've finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed, bringing your attention to your heart space, right in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. You can bring a hand or some fingers to the spot just to help you with your focus if you need it. If you don't, don't do it. Let's take a deep breath here together. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you have completed that five count, exhaling at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out also for a count of five. Noticing if it's harder for you to hold on the inhale or exhale, if they're the same, just noticing your response to your own breath. And whenever you've completed that one single long deep breath, keeping your attention in the heart space, breathing normally, we are waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. Because when the mastermind becomes coherent, it starts to move more effectively, efficiently, and with more speed, which gives you as a participant more momentum to release more of your distortions at greater levels. So whilst we wait for that to happen, please know that I work on you at the group and the subgroup level, that I sometimes work in silence. That's usually if the frequencies we're working with are very high, that I do make noise occasionally or sound so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And if I say something that you really resonate with, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely a distortion pattern that you are running. So I invite you to remain open and curious and to explore further. Yeah. 
Good. Bringing your attention right into the xiphoid process, which is right at the base of your sternum, that thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. Right at the base of your sternum, where it goes from bone to flesh. It's a little tender when you press on it. That is your xiphoid process. So becoming aware of this point. And if you can't find the point, that's fine. Just become aware of the base of your sternum. Let's ask ourselves the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again, for those of you who are new, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining, sensing, or feeling a brilliance from deep within the center of that space, starting to expand outwards and getting brighter because you have your attention on it. And as this brilliance radiate outwards or radiates outwards, it moves through and lights up all of your cells, your organs, out through your bones, out through your muscles, through your flesh, and out the pores of your skin, into the space, in your physical body, and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere, arm's length, all around you. Becoming aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. Now please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. Now, this is one of the most important things we do together because how high your frequency resonance or your vibration level is dictates everything, including what your life looks like, how you feel about it, how much abundance you experience, how much change you can sustain, the quality of your relationships, So it's one of the most important things that we do together.
good. So now bringing your attention into your heart space, right in the center of your chest and your nipple line. So we tend to go up into our heads all the time. When we're worried, when we're thinking about something we should have done, thinking about the problem that we have to deal with. And we don't stay centered in the body in the present moment or often our heads. Okay. So most of us aren't even aware that we've moved into our heads at all. So what I'm going to help do here is help you to become aware of when that is happening. Because if you don't have any awareness that you're not centered in your body, it's hard to come back into it. So let's release this. And we're going to help a little subgroup here, which is very addicted to being in the mind. Very, very addicted. You like being up in your head, thinking all the thoughts, having all the feelings that the thoughts create, all that stuff. Very addicted to being in the mind and not present in the body in this moment. Okay. For some of you, for like a little subgroup within that, there's this like time loop thing that happens where you're always living in the future. Meaning worried about something, a little daydream of what might happen, even though it hasn't happened yet. That type of thing. Or being in the memory of something that's happened in the past. Good. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yep. Keeping your attention in the heart space. We're going to release this distortion of not wanting to be present in the body because of the overwhelm of the emotion that you might feel. Okay, so whatever you don't want to deal with emotionally, let's release that. Some of you are really afraid to come into the body because of that. For others of you, you associate being in the body with suffering, okay, physical suffering, emotional suffering, whatever. So you distract out of it. So hang on, it's helping to release this pattern so you can come more into a present moment linear time, centered in the body. Mm-hmm. 
Good. Yeah. Becoming aware now, please, at the very center of your solar plexus. So your solar plexus is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So finding the midpoint in that space, wherever that is for you. Yeah, just pulling you into the zero point of space and time. Good. And now bringing your attention to that xiphoid process, right at the base of the sternum and down by about three inches or seven centimeters in a direct line towards the belly button, clearing out the pain body. Because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done. So it makes it harder to integrate into the higher resonating version of yourself. It just takes a couple of seconds. It makes integration a little smoother. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.